Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White. And back in the Great People <laughs> Studio with us this morning is our co-host, James Muncie. I am. I'm back. <laughs> you're going to be here like eight shows in a row, and I'll say you're back. Like, yeah. like, I've been here all week long, and you just happened to come in the studio five minutes before the show. I know, man. I've been here for weeks. I think I'm going to be gone like at the end of April for a show, oh so then God. you can say I'm back after that if you want. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure that out. We want to thank everyone for being here this morning. To To all of our haters on the show, we love you. Do we have haters? Yeah, we do. We'll talk about that in a minute. To all of our haters, we love you. Whether you're listening to us on live radio at 97.7 FM in Richmond, Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash Great People Show. You can see us live in the studio, what it looks like when we do our thing. We or, apologize. Yeah, well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, let me finish this and I'll talk about that. Uh, or on Apple Podcast and make sure you hit subscribe when you get there and you'll just get us delivered to your podcast app every week. Thank you for being here and allowing us to be part of your journey to the greatest version of you. And the reason I'm wearing still a fleece vest when it's going to be 85 today is because my summer body just is not ready. Your dad bod is in full effect, I, as is mine. You know, I'm pretty close. I'm only about 40 pounds shy of the goal right now. Oh, you could easily hit that by summer. Uh, summer kind of crept up on me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really did. Like, it was snowing last week. Yeah, no, just stop eating now. So I thought I had plenty of time to get this to get this thing in shape. Right, but we live in Virginia where we go directly from winter to summer and generally just skip spring entirely. And I need to figure out a way to go from slob to sizzle. Mm. I'm not sure how to do that in such a short period of time. I see a lot of things pop up on Facebook telling me that they've got the answer to that question. We have a we have a cold wave coming through this weekend. Did you really? know it may snow Monday morning in southwest Virginia? No way. Really? This way. Wow. I don't think it's going to. They said we could get a mix here, so who, who knows? Mm. Um, the other thing I'm dealing with right now, just for our listeners to know, other than my uh, lack of a summer body, mm -hmm. is I had needling done in my right calf yesterday afternoon. Dry, I'm sorry, dry needling. Yeah, so you and I met uh, yesterday late afternoon, right just after, after your appointment, and you, you looked like you were still in a lot of pain. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out uh, the, the whole value of this thing. I, um, I read a little bit about it, of course, was, was talked into it, and... Um, for some reason, I thought it was like acupuncture, even mm -hmm. though they said several times over it's not acupuncture. And now in reflection, I realize they never said it was like acupuncture because, folks, I can tell you, it's nothing like acupuncture. <laughs> um, it is like the needle you get right. when they draw blood or and the reason it's called dry needling is mm -hmm. because there's not a medical substance going into your body. Mm -hmm. So it's dry. it's a needle that's dry. And, and you can't escape the fact that it's still a needle. Right. 13 times into my calf muscle. Did, did they like leave the needle in or did uh -huh. they stick it? Oh, in they did. Oh, oh, oh no, dude. It's a, it's, it's like a journey. The needle goes through. Oh my God. It's a journey. It's like a little adventure. It's, it's in, whenever they drew blood as a kid, when you're in, did they ever like make fun of the fact that, you know, the, the blood was a little choo choo going up the, the needle and all these other things to make you feel better about the blood as a no. kid. Well, they did me, not, I guess. Not at all. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like that. It's like a little adventure that the needle goes through into the calf until you start to give them signs and symbols that um, it's probably not a good thing for that needle to be in your calf anymore. So they go ahead and pull it out and it's designed to go in and come out. I mean, that's okay. It's not like it's a, it's like a boom, boom. It's a boom. And then how does that feel? What do you think? Where's that? 
If you feel electrical impulses, just let me know. If, you so know. I guess the important question is, are you feeling better oh, today? Not right now. I mean, no, no. They told me not to expect results anytime very soon. Um, so thank goodness I'm sitting in the studio. I was actually thinking about standing at some point in our studio. That's not going to happen. Today. So since we're talking about doubters today, I, I, am, doubt I am currently doubting the, uh, <laughs> the, the results of jamming needles I'm sure it'll be your fine. cat. I'm sure I, it'll be fine. They, they said it is. this dry needling thing goes one of two directions. Either right. it does immediately, you know, within a reasonable period of like a few days, start to make the area feel better or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, you just shouldn't keep doing it. So I'm going to give it a, I'm, I'm doubtful, but I'm giving it a shot. Um, today we're talking about doubters. How do you handle your doubters? And, uh, it was really interesting how people took to this question on social media, um, that it wasn't as much about doubters as it was haters. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Do you, do you have, do you have doubters in your life, James? Do you have people that, um, no, no, I've got a, I don't think I I have, I'm sure I have doubters, you know, behind my back. But, okay. uh, you know, to my face, uh, no, everybody's usually, usually pretty, um, pretty supportive. But I, I think we've got to define a little bit of what a doubter is. Because if I say, hey, JJ, I'm thinking about, you know, doing X, Y, Z. And you say, and, and what do you think? And, and your response is with, you know, James, that honestly, that doesn't sound like the best idea to me. Does that make you a doubter or are you just being a friend giving me honest feedback? So where's the line? That fits into the category of what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. That particular situation does. On the other end of the spectrum, well, I'm just have, you've been a a very adventurous guy in your life. Yeah. You've done a lot of things. You've gone through a lot of businesses and owned them and sold them and don't just, you, you have a, you have a pilot's license. You have, you're, you're a part-time firefighter. I mean, there's got to be some people along the way that just doubted your abilities to do some of these things in, in one shape or form that that you heard of. Right. I mean, somebody said some off color, like, why would you want to do that? Or are you sure you want to do that? Like, yeah, not- I mean, yes, I especially in businesses that I've acquired or started before people have said, you know, you're crazy. Um, that's that. That's a doubter. Yep. It, it is. But it's usually when the people say that the, it is because I solicited that feedback. Yeah. So again, like is, and I know we're going to get into it, I'm sure after, after the break, but it does that, if, if you solicit the feedback and people give you their honest opinion, I mean, I guess they're doubting you, but at the same time, yeah. you know, you ask versus somebody just coming up to me out of the blue and say, you know, Hey James, this thing you're doing is really dumb. Yeah. I don't know. You tell me. Um, I never get, I, I guess the difference JJ is like a doubter to me is someone who would, would in an unsolicited way tell me that I'm doing the wrong thing or that, that what I'm doing isn't a good is a idea. key term there. Where, yeah, and, yep. and I might get, I might may or may not get upset about that, where if I ask you for your honest opinion and your opinion is a negative one, mm-hmm. I don't hold that against you. I, I asked. Well, you know what they say about people and their opinions? <laughs> I <laughs> yes. guess we can't do that on the radio. No, correct, Asher. Asher we can't continue that, uh, that line, of, line, yeah. line of thought without some FCC. Uh, the producer has nixed that idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a complicated subject because friends aren't going to, uh, good friends, the right friends are not going to doubt you out of, um, a negative point of view. It's not like they're going to doubt you because they don't, um, think you can do it or they do think you're crazy that there is a genuine concern, real friends. Right. And I think one of the filters we need to be sensitive to here is, um, are they really a friend? And certainly if they're unsolicited and they're not a friend, I think maybe that's why people call some people haters. 
Because if they're not a friend or they're not a good friend and they're getting these kind of or this kind of feedback, mm-hmm. then they then then we can easily just toss them into this hater category. I, yeah. Or you're I, just hating on me. Exactly. And I did hear or see on um one of our one of our posts on LinkedIn actually, where um AJ, she's in Chicago, she said she's looking at it from millennials point of view and does see it as being a hater. So it could be a generational, like maybe that's just what a whole generation sees people that doubt them is, oh, you're just a hater. And I think that's dangerous. I think that's very dangerous to start to lump people into a category and calling and using the word hate or hater. I think it's it's like a meme term, right? Don't yeah. hate the player, hate the game. I mean, this the hate thing is used loosely now. So does that come down to, you know, how how sensitive are you? I hate to use the word snowflake or anything like that. Except that you just I would, did. I wouldn't you would never word. use the word snowflake. No, I would not use you that word. You probably wouldn't include the word trigger here. No, never. And you certainly wouldn't wrap that around a frame of having a safe place. <laughs> I, I just know you wouldn't you would do something like that. never say anything like that. Um, we could probably have a whole show yep. about being sensitive. Yep. Don't you think? I'll write that down. Write that down. But we need to talk today about doubters. Um, we're curious of your experience in handling people that have doubted you. Does it drive you? Or does it make you dysfunctional? And if you want to be a part of that conversation, you can call us at 804-454-1366. Don't go away, any folk. Don't go away, folks. We're coming back to The Great People Show. The Great People Show. We'll be right back. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie Course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie Courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Now back to the Great People Show. James won't let me do this, but I believe we would have 10 times more followers on our show if we were to record what we talk about during the break and turn that into its own show. Yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable. I personally believe it is way better than the actual show itself. Well, it's your show, JJ. If you want to do that, then... Uh... You know, well, I, 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 I well, can't then, stand in your way. Well, then the producer will hit the record button, and then we'll all act like saints in here, and then it'll be the most boring thing you've That's ever exactly heard That's exactly what would happen. So we need to figure out, I need to figure out a way to secretly, secretly record it. Secretly record it. Yeah. And then... Um, That'll work for one week. Well, I mean, according to what I'm reading about Facebook, it's already being recorded. Probably And so. um, already being analyzed by the NSA. <laughs> so, so what do you do about the doubters and the haters in your life? Uh, our research question this week was fascinating to watch. First of all, we asked, how do you handle doubters? And many of our fans replied using the word haters. We talked about that earlier. I had never thought of it that way, though. What's the difference? And we'll answer that later. The most intriguing thing to me was how people react to the doubters in their world. One end of the spectrum was listen, think, internalize. People actually gave or give a lot of credence to the people that doubt them in their world. On the other side, it was totally ignoring them. And there was quite the debate stirred. There was actually some people commenting on those posts that that was a little heartless just to ignore the people that doubt us. So sometimes it's hard for the people around you to see you succeed. It's hard to want more for yourself, your family, your life, when there are people around you that are afraid of what that looks like. The people that will be your biggest supporters can also be your greatest doubters. It's not because 
they don't believe in you, it's because they are scared of you shattering their status quo. And this was first realized by me around 15 years ago when I read a book called The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson. It's a great book. It's a short book. The first half of the book is a parable based on this character that is chasing their dream um, through many lands and many obstacles. And then you start to realize that every single obstacle that was put in the way of this person chasing their dream and the dream giver was the people that were closest to them, their family. There's their, the people that love them the most. And it was out of sheer protectionism that this person, if they, if they allowed themselves to not move forward in their dream, because the people that they trusted the most told them they shouldn't do it, they never would have taken one step further. And, and so the people and, and, and this is what it very clearly explains in the book, the greatest barriers, I think they called them the giants that really stand in our way of our dreams are the people that oftentimes will care about us the most. It was a very, very, very eye-opening book for me. The greatest challenge we have in our life, the greatest challenge we have is to live our life for ourselves. Even if you're married and have children, it's still your life. That life was given to you and you only. There's a great quote by Walter Beghot. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. The great pleasure in life is doing what people say you cannot do. So I'm I, curious I about, about this all that. perspective that you have on this, James. I got to disagree Go a ahead. little bit. Let it rip. So, you know, so you quote, you know, the greatest challenge we have is to live our life for ourselves. Even if you are married and have children, it's still your life. Yep. Baloney. <laughs> oh, come on, man. If if you if you have children, mm -hmm. you have made the conscious well most of the time the conscious choice clarification to <laughs> to live life instead to put them before yourself. I believe if you are a good parent, that is your outlook. We say vows when we are married of what we will do for. And with our partner. That doesn't mean that what we want goes to the gutter and doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you right now, I would not say I, I don't I don't live my life for myself. I live my life for my family. Good. So let's bring some context of the doubter around us. Okay. Okay. So um, let's say you're married and you have children and uh, not not you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not you just someone else, um, and you feel that in order to further the family, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you want to take a job in another city, um, and let's also assume that you've really talked to your spouse and your kids about this, Okay, and nobody's for it. All right. Um, if the doubter in them is based in fear, is based in status quo, security, um, you really have to make a hard decision on that, whether you want to stick around with the status quo or not, because oftentimes their uncomfortable feelings and wanting to keep everybody where they're at um, are, are, are rooted in the wrong in the wrong things. So you have to make that decision because they can't they can't see they don't have clarity on the decision because their emotions, their negative emotions, their fear is standing in the way. 
or maybe and that's where the doubter is. Or maybe you're wrong. Correct. Correct. It's you're absolutely right. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are because, and the reason we're talking about this, this is a very difficult thing for us to have discernment on in our life. Um, Liz Baker on Facebook said the two have become one, and and that makes it even more critical. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're because going back to the Dream Giver book, if you're married, that source, that that spouse, that's that source of of newness that you have with with your significant other. When I say newness, it doesn't have to be because you just got married. I mean, you could have been married twenty years ago, but you 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 cannot do things with without them. In many cases, most cases, maybe every case. But what do you do whenever their doubt is misplaced? But that's a subjective. That's a subjective thing. Is it? Yeah, because your my opinion is that your doubt is misplaced. Your opinion is that I'm wrong about something. We disagree. I mean that that's I guess that's where I I really have have difficulty with with this topic mm-hmm. is that that just because somebody in your life doubts the path that you want to go down doesn't make you right or them wrong necessarily very you excellent you point. don't know you yep. know you and i had you and i just yesterday were having a fairly intense discussion about something and you brought up something and and i said you know that's probably in my opinion not the best way to go and i explained to you why my, I'm, I'm getting opinion. old because I don't remember this conversation. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into it on the air. Okay, good. But but the I'm getting old. But uh, but no. But but the point is, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't trying to be a hater or a doubter. I was trying to give you my honest opinion, though. which you asked for. And, the, and intention is a big part of this. It, it's I, in fact, it's a huge part of it. Okay. So let's stick with the whole spouse thing. Okay. What if the intention of the spouse? is to uh, not want to have to go through change, not have to take a risk, not have to uh, turn over the apple cart. What if the intention uh, from, let's get out of the spouse analogy here. What if the intention of the friend is because, hey, if, if, you're, if you're more successful than I am, then that's going to make me feel uncomfortable. So, that's, so I, I think a big part of this is really trying to figure out what is their intention when they tell me yeah. these things? And and those are two very different examples. I, I think we've all been there in life where we have a friend who is doubting on something in the back of our mind because we kind of know the personality of that person. Mm-hmm. We're questioning, okay, does he or she really think this is a bad idea or are they just are they just jealous and, yeah. and are trying to talk us down out of successful things? Yeah. When it's a spouse who maybe doesn't want to make a change because they're uncomfortable with change, they don't want to upset the apple cart, yeah. that's a valid, in my opinion, that's a valid reason to not want to go down that path with you. Yeah. I mean, that's a real concern that they have. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference there between the two. Yeah. What How do you identify? Parent? What if it's your parent? I, oh. I, see, I see that being... Oh, so yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm having a conversation with... Um, a guy that has a daughter in college, and what they they have two two kids. One is one is just like mom, mm-hmm. very outgoing, a very social social butterfly. The other one's like dad, and dad's telling me the story. Okay, and that other one that's like dad, very introverted. Right. She's at college and doesn't have that many friends. Just doesn't have that many. Very close. And mom, every time she comes home, 
mom's kind of giving her a hard time about mm-hmm. you need to you need to get more friends. You right. need to do this. You need to do do that. That that is a doubter. OK, that's someone that is a parent that is doubting that their child is doing the right thing. Ah, yeah. And so you're the child. How do you handle it? What do you do? Do you do you take do you do you take it to heart and be like, well, no, maybe mom's right. Maybe I should have more friends or you'd be like, look, talk to the hand, mom. I don't even know if that's a cool thing to say anymore. But I think, yeah, I think mom, quit hating on me. Right. That's probably what the college student would say. Mom's just a hater. <laughs> that's that's the vernacular for probably a college so. student. Yeah, I mean, that's where, you know, it's it's like the whole stereo. I can picture a movie where, you know, the person goes, Mom, it's my life. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. And should we even be using the word hater today? Because I think they're two very distinct things. I, I think, do, too. I think the doubter is the person that, that, that for whatever reason, good or bad intentions, they don't feel that person has the capabilities or even the wherewithal to do something. A hater is someone that's jealous, envious, um, mad at their – they're unhappy with their own life. I, let's just not use the word anymore. I know it's the cool yeah. word to use, but I don't think it really applies to what we're talking about today. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a doubter and a hater have two very different motivations. Yep. That's the key, isn't it? And we said earlier, friends don't hate. They give you honest critique, and sometimes they're right, but sometimes they're wrong. So a goal of today's show is is to help us discern how do, our, how, how do we know that our doubters are uh, doing the right thing for us. Yeah. And how do we deal with them? And I don't think we can ignore them. No. I don't think that's a, a possible solution. So when we come back, we're going to keep breaking out this whole, how do you handle your doubters? What are you supposed to do? We've got a lot of answers for you when you come back. Um, so don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show. We'll be right back. Now back to the Great People Show. Welcome back to the show. Great People Show with me and James. What's up? So today we're talking about how do you handle your doubters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to start traveling through this list of um, things we can do to better manage the doubters in our life. Okay. Handle them, perhaps discount them, perhaps upgrade them to first class, depending on where they stand in our life. Um and it's, it's funny because Asher said this before we were talking about, he asked me before the show started, what are we going to talk about today? He didn't know what the topic was. Right. Um, and, and the first one on this list, whenever it comes to dealing with folks in your life that doubt you, is just consider not sharing. Don't give non-supportive people the opportunity to squelch your dreams. Yeah. And Asher joked. Asher, what did you say? You joked with us or with me. I can't remember. What, what was that? You, said, I you just don't, I just avoid you just don't them. communicate with them. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible uh, avoider. So that uh, that is an that's, issue. That's that's one way to do it. But it is. I, I found that, I mean, it depends on how close the relationship is, but sometimes you can't really get away from them. And if you mention something to them and you know how they're going to react to it, it's going to be negative and it's never going to stop. So sometimes yeah. the, the best strategy, depending on the relationship, is just to just not say anything. I'll, I'll tell you, do we, we did not, uh, my, my Catherine and I, uh, we did not share any of our thought process or uh, contenders for uh, our children's names. Really, we told nobody, including our own parents, until until they were born. Okay, uh, what the names were, and it's because we we wanted that decision to be between us. We didn't want anybody else to raise doubts in our mind mm. as to the names. So once they're born and, and it's done, then it's done. But before they're born, people are a little more freewheeling with their opinions. I'm going to inject a little theological. Uh, point of view on this because it came to my attention 
a few weeks ago mm-hmm. how if you're a, if you're a spiritual person, you believe in God and you have a relationship and you rely on him to help guide you through situations, you'll you'll get answers, you'll you'll get direction. And uh, I was reading something that says you're not supposed to share that with a lot of people, because in a way, if you start to share that with a lot of people, you're looking for other people's advice yep. and clarification. And if you feel that truly came uh, from from God, then you shouldn't have to share that. That and I didn't realize because we know people that share their their hearts out all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, well, there's a term for it, right? It's oversharing. Yep. Right. But it's it happens that way in real life too. That's for social media, but it happens in real life too that there there's just some people that overshare. So if you're an overshare, just in a general sense, I don't think you can um, avoid doubters. If you just keep talking about what's going on in your life to so many people you're going to eventually run into people that are going to doubt you. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of time, those people, they're just some people that feel an intrinsic need to have approval from others yeah. on everything that they're doing. So they put it all out there. And, and I should clarify, these are coming from the boldlife.com. We want to give credit where credit's due here. It's a good website. Um, the other one is don't defend your dream. People will hear about your plans and give you their unsolicited opinions and advice. <laughs> How many times have you done? Hey, I am so, cause people, Hey, what are you up to these days? And I'm so excited. This is what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, like, why are you doing that? Yeah. It's like, you know, I wasn't sharing that with you to get your opinion on it. I mean, have you ever, <laughs> have, you, have you gotten that about the radio show? Um, no, I, I think most people just either, um, are supportive or they pretend to be supportive. I'm sure there's somebody out there that, are going, what are you doing on radio? Are you kidding? Yeah. But I I don't know. Maybe it's my personality, but for good or for bad, I've surrounded myself with people that are always supportive of my ideas. <laughs> and that's probably not always a good so thing. JJ surrounds himself with yes, man. I have, um, I, I have, I have, I have not had anybody tell me this sucks. Good. And I'm kind of waiting for somebody to do it, yeah. but no one has done it. So either this doesn't suck right. or, um, the people aren't being honest with me. I don't yeah. know. Or they're not listening to the show. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know, you always have these excellent, because <laughs> yeah, great point. Great point. I will just leave that there. I'm assuming they are. Um, another one, don't get hurt or angry. Don't take things so personally. I, yeah. By far the, and I think that becomes the root of when you start to consider your doubters to be haters. Yeah. I think if someone has given you some, some honest feedback, even if it's unsolicited, um, especially if it comes from your significant other or someone that you care about or trust, admire, respect, you're going to start to take it personally. They may not be saying that, well, I think what most of the time they're saying is that's probably not a good idea, but we hear it as you're an idiot for thinking that, Mm -hmm. or you're you're not smart enough to do that, Mm -hmm. or you don't have what it takes to pull that off. We hear it differently. We internalize it differently. Absolutely. And, and, a lot of people, it it pushes them off their pedestal when somebody takes something that they think is the greatest idea or path oh. in the world and tells them that they are wrong. And people get very hurt and angry. I mean, I've seen relationships permanently damaged over yeah over this stuff. Yeah, I um uh, I'm I I I play victim to that. I would because I I say I victimize it for myself when I take seriously people's feedback. Mm-hmm. To go back to the radio show thing. If someone did give me some real negative feedback about it, it really make me cry. But seriously, think about things if that was the case. Yeah. Which yeah. I think it's designed to do from the right person. Um, which really leads us to the next one. Look beyond the negative advice. How is this non-supportive person living their life? 
Boy, have you ever had advice, James, from people that you just literally say to them back, you're giving me advice on that. Like, go back in time before you and Catherine were married. You're dating someone. Mm-hmm. And the person that can't hold a relationship to save their life say, I don't think she's good for you. Wait, excuse me? Did Mr. Captain can't even keep a relationship? Just give me dating advice? Are you kidding me? Yeah. But could that person be the most aware of how somebody's bad for you? Could could very well be. Or do I we mean, just immediately discount it because that person does not hold any sort of credibility in the subject whatsoever? Yeah, I mean, you can, but maybe you can lay all sorts of cliche expressions over that. You know, those who can't teach or plumber's pipes always leak or, you know, <laughs> any number of, plumber's any number of always leak. I yeah, like it. I mean, you've heard that, you know, I mean, it's that people, people often in their own professions in their, you know, they may be expert in a profession, but in their personal lives, that very thing in their life may be something that they, uh, they're not very strong at. And it becomes difficult when people challenge our expertise in something. Like if we're an, if we are an expert in it and yeah. people challenge our expertise in it. Like if I came to you and said, you know, James, I don't think you do business valuations very good. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, so how long have you been doing it? Well, exactly. Buddy. Yeah. Um, Steve just commented on Facebook about, I think, something we just mentioned earlier. Great comment. It's hard to hear your personal doubts vocalized by someone else. I actually struggled with this side of the topic whenever we were putting it together because I really wanted to talk about self-doubt. And we should absolutely do a show on that. Because we're, we aren't even, well, Steve just did, but we're not even broaching the subject of self-doubt. It, but it, it amplifies it when when we do have doubts. And I, I, I've i known some cavaliers in my life. It just you wonder if they doubt anything. And it, it scares me how just adventurous they are. No, no risk whatsoever. And um, I kind of admire that. But I, I also feel like you need to have a level of self-doubt on certain things. What is what is that saying? Um, only the most paranoid survive. Mm-hmm. So you should be thinking about how things go wrong or how could they go wrong or whatnot. When someone approaches your life and vocalizes what you've been thinking about yourself, we probably take that as gospel. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew the whole time this wasn't going to work. And that person just identified it. Therefore, it won't work. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It is scary. And I think that in our own life, and, and again, this would <clears throat> this is a topic for another day, but Having having doubt for yourself and having a little bit of fear for what could happen, I think are two are two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, in some of the crazier things I've done, I, I don't know that I've so much doubted my decisions, but I've certainly always been a little bit scared. Yeah, that's and, okay, and it's okay. I, I, I think, think that's it's okay. good. Yeah, but and the next one, uh, don't take on anyone else's fear. This this does speak to what we were talking about yeah. earlier when it is the people that is closest to us in life being our doubter. If it's based in fear, you, you can't take that on. It's a whole different ball of wax whenever it's a spouse or a parent that is scared for you. Yeah, and, and most of us, if, you, if you're married or if you're in a serious relationship, you respect and you listen to your significant other's um, advice and you take on their emotions more yeah. than, than anybody's. I mean, if, if I say something and like, and I get a huge reaction from, from my wife, mm-hmm. I definitely take that on. That's critical. That's absolute. And a lot of folks, when I, a lot, when I, when I am asking someone's opinion about something, 
almost every time it creeps into the conversation. So what does Sam think about this? It's like they know to coach me <laughs> yeah. to listen to my wife. And um, have you ever been in a situation where you get that advice, you go against the advice, and you should have went with the advice from Catherine? Sure. Happen, happens all the I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that I've learned my lesson, that when Sam speaks about something, it does put me into my tracks. But that's an evolution in the relationship. There are certain people that are going to be against you no matter what because they are scared. You're right. The the other the other the other side of that coin though is that there have also been times in my life where I have thought that an outcome would be one thing, my significant other or maybe my parents at the time thought it would be another, mm-hmm. and and I ended up being right. Yeah. So and, what what do we do about then, that? And then it's like, my gosh, I should have I should have listened to myself. Yep. And then you have the moments where you do go against everyone, and you were right, and then you get to fluff your feathers up a little bit because you're like. Ugh. Yeah, we'll talk more about that when we come back. Don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show. We'll be right back. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Now back to the Great People Show. So on this whole doubters thing, I um, found a great quote from Steve Jobs. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become, everything else is secondary. You mentioned that before. It's like, gosh, should have listened to my intuition. Yeah. Should have listened to my gut. Um, I don't know. If I, I, I'm 40, almost 44. Birthday's next month. I can't remember a time where um, my gut was wrong. Yeah, me neither. In, 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 in at least a, a partial, right? Yeah. No, There's I'm, always I'm something the there. Always yep. something there. And I, is everyone like that? I mean, does everyone have, is, is, are all humans built around the fact that if you have uh, an intuition and a gut, it's probably right? I think so. I think that, I mean, but we've all, we've all made decisions in our lives that have not worked out. I mean, mm. a great example, a great example is going into business for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, this is a world that I, I see a lot. And there are certainly people who do that, who think they've got a, a grand vision of what it will be and who fail miserably and end up and, and do end up doing something else. Think of yeah. all the people who moved to Nashville to become singers or moved to LA <laughs> to become actors and end up, you know, w- waiting tables for most of their lives because your chances of making it are, are, are very small. Yeah. I, I mean, but, but, you know, but then you get the people that win the Oscars that stand up there at the podium and say, you know, follow your dreams and, and this can be you. I'm not saying that you're wrong. If, if that's your dream, I'm just saying that there's a whole nother universe of people who don't have that platform to say, I did that. I followed my dreams. I came here Mm -hmm. and I work at a Ruby Tuesdays. And what about the folks that made it to American Idol 
and you wonder where were the 30 people that told them they should not do that yeah because and and literally we think it's a joke i some of it may be staged but whenever you watch some of those auditions that are just horrible mm-hmm. think of all the people that let them go through those gates yeah and said you're going to do great good job i mean shame on those folks for not doubting them i mean they were too supportive right oh i don't want to hurt their feelings oh my gosh what's what's worse reflecting upon that performance and going i can't believe you all let me do that or being honest with them so now now you've just so now you've just you've just blown this whole thing up for me jj so if 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 i have a friend that wants to go on american idol who has an absolutely terrible singing voice Am I supposed to, am I supposed to doubt them? I know you well enough that you would never, ever let that happen. You would never, <laughs> ever let them make it on American Idol. I mean, I could see, I could see the look on your face, the tone in your voice. But then they might think, you know, that James, he's just, he's a, he's a hater or whatnot. <laughs> you know? So you've actually, you've actually hit a, a couple more of these points that we've been talking about. Um, don't forget that you're the person with the power. Stay right. focused on your dreams in the life you want. You know, this, this, this opens up a whole other can of worms on whether or not you should quit or, um, or, or, or keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a, there is a, a level there, there, well, there is a, um, uh, there is a, a turning point that you should, you should stop regardless of your dreams. Mm. Uh, we actually have someone on the line here to talk to us about doubters. Brother Craig, the hatchet man on the great people show. Welcome brother Craig. <laughs> Hey, yeah, thank you, man. Uh, Glad to have you, you know, man. Yeah, interesting subject. You know, I've had a whole lot of that in my life. Yeah, you know, doubters, and uh, but you know, when I was when I was young and having elders tell me things, and even not so young, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle age, and folks are still saying, you know, you can't do that, or you or you shouldn't do that. Just uh, focus on making money, and mm. uh, you know. Also, I'm a father and a grandfather and have to give that a similar <laughs> type of advice, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and so sometimes you, you, you never know, um, where a person's life is going to go and, and the twists and turns and the vicissitudes of life. And sometimes it's just luck. Sometimes it's meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, there's an old wise saying that that which was destined to be will be. Mm. And so mm-hmm. I was told once, and it's kind of went against what I was thinking, but that the responsibility of an elder in advising a young person is to guide them in safety. And now if it's meant for them to jump out of safety into uncertainty and hit that home run, then that's going to happen anyway. That guy that can make it, there is nothing you can do to dissuade that person. Good point. But the, but the person that just kind of sort of has a dream, <laughs> maybe you save them some headache and heartache. And, 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 and then the guy that makes it anyway, now maybe he gets a little angry, but maybe once he becomes a father and a grandfather himself, like me, mm-hmm. maybe then more understanding will come in. Did, did, your, uh, did your journey in life um, into being a father and a grandfather really start to change the type of advice that you give to younger folks when you got to that point? It did. It did. Um, because as a, as a young person, you know, like so many, you know, I thought I knew it all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
And I was, you know, maybe a little bit above average intelligence, but certainly <laughs> not wise, okay? Yeah. Certainly, certainly not wise. And the worst thing you can do is be a little bit above average intelligence because then you think more of your intelligence than you should. Yep. And and I was like that. And so as I, you know, now I have to advise, you know, my son, my daughter, my son-in-law, you know, the, the grandchildren, they aren't quite old enough to be having these type conversations yet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and another thing, all my life, I've been a mentor to many, many others, which I think is an extension of the fact that I grew up fatherless. So I was always seeking out mentors. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, anyone with gray hair come around me, man, if he sits still for a minute, I might adopt him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're my new daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious. It's a blessing. Brother mm-hmm. Craig, um, now that you're at the the stage you're at in your life and and you are giving advice in in sharing wisdom uh whether it be your children or other people how much do you share that is solicited versus unsolicited you know how much are you talking beyond what people are just asking you your opinion where you're stepping out and saying I want to share something with you regardless of whether yeah. you think they want to hear well, it or not I, I do it on the air quite naturally in articles that I write, but in a sense, that's not unsolicited because a person has the choice to tune in or mm-hmm. to read my articles or to visit my website or invite me to speak. So in a sense, that's not unsolicited, but mm-hmm. quite often the, the unsolicited advice I would give might be to, you know, people close to me that, you know, I love them. And I want what's best for them. And I can see things they can't see the way my elders could see things I could not see. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, I sometimes give unsolicited advice. And, you know, and of course, you there are people that are not related to me that seek out my advice. Okay. Okay. And so sometimes it's like. Wow, why can't why won't my kids do what this kid is doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and hey, brother Craig, maybe they are, and you just don't know it. Well, it's a it's a sometimes it has to percolate, yeah. and uh, and and as a matter of fact, there are people that I never knew were listening to me. I was advising other people, and someone else was just listening, and then they later on and started living and doing, and came back and shared with me. Wow, mm-hmm. I learned so much from you. And that's the person I never thought, you know, it's like the wild child. I never yeah. thought that person was paying attention, but they <laughs> were paying attention. Yeah. So, and the lesson I learned from that is to not be a cherry picker. Mm. You know, you just, uh, because you never know which one is going to follow your advice. And so we have to kind of be like our heavenly father. It's, uh, you know, it's for all, Yeah. you know, the sun shines on everyone, the rain falls on everyone. And we make our judgments, you know, oh, I wouldn't shine any sun on that person. I wouldn't drop any rain mm. on his garden. But you know, What a great point of view. Gosh. Yeah, you just you just you just never know. So yeah. we really do have to let our light shine. But it's a little it can be a little bit touchy when you're dealing with people that you know and love because expectations get in the way of it. Mm. And really you have to just put it out there. Let it go and love the person anyway. Brother Craig, thank you so much for joining the show and sharing that advice. Very powerful. Okay. Yeah. Great job, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, we appreciate Brother Craig. It. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Thank All you. Right. Bye now. Bye now. So his show's here on the station on Saturdays. Ash, one of the times on his show?
Uh, Brother Craig is on from uh, 10 to noon. Got to check out his show. Got to check out his show. We did not know he was going to call into the show, so we're thankful that he did. Uh, Great advice. Yeah. Especially because we've been talking solely, really, about what do you do when people start to doubt you. Um, I I think we're teeing up another show on how do you talk to people that need to hear the doubt. Yeah. That's a tough situation. Now, my limited, I'm, I feel like I'm at halftime. Brother Craig may be a little bit further than halftime. I don't have grandkids. Um, you probably do get to a point in your in, in your life where you, you care less about what they think about you because you know they need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think so. But again, the flip side of that is always going to be, well, you know, he's, he's wrong. I disagree. Yeah. People take it personally. They may, I, I mean, it's, I think it all comes back, JJ, to what what we talked about earlier, which is what is the motivation of the person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who is giving you, right. who is showing that doubt. Right. You have to be very careful about um, who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Uh, go with your instincts and your gut. If this person that is doubting you, um, being a naysayer, if you consistently don't find any value in what they say, then you should, you should listen less to their opinion. And I think we know who those folks are. I mean, there are certain people that... Um, I I believe everything they tell me. Mm-hmm. I believe, and if they want to doubt me and they say me, I'm gonna believe it. Yep. It's it's a it's a package deal with that person, right? Um, and it, even as Brother Craig shared with us, if just because something's unsolicited doesn't mean it's not valuable. Absolutely. In fact, it may be more valuable than the one that you are soliciting because people may just tell you what you need to hear. Could could be, or it could be com- completely the opposite. Like I think I think that what you said is great advice. You have got to look at the person giving the advice and what is your level of respect. Yeah. For that person. And the one thing that I I like um, most about what he said is if you have an unstoppable dream, um, and and it's not a halfway dream, if you have an unstoppable dream, then you got to work hard, stay the course, do what it takes, take the calculated risk, ask for help, commit, and you have to take good care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can't let every single doubt that comes your way stop you in your tracks. If your dream is that powerful, if it's that meant to be, then take what it's worth, but keep moving. Amen. You'll find out. Join us every Thursday morning at 9 to 10 here on 97.7 FM, Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash Great People Show. Go to our website. You can get all of our shows, 44 episodes so far, GreatPeopleShow.com. James, thanks for being in the studio with us. I was glad to be back. It's and We hope you're back next week. I'll be here. Thanks again, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Where is the best news and talk? AM 820, WNTW Chester is the answer.